1: hey look who's all here
0: oh my gosh who are you guys i don't
1: know
2: (laughs) first day together in In a long time even the day we
1: were supposed to be together we weren't together we weren't
2: together right chad ruined that by getting covid damn chad yeah yeah so there's a word we
1: can get rid of covid how about that wouldn't that be nice if we got rid of covid
2: amen so you don't have to
1: say it i mean we don't really say it much anymore but
2: amen all right, before we get to the words, because you're coming in fast and furious with words, we're trying to be like the anti Veneta, She's so positive. Right. And, and it's a great segment, you know, your word for 2024. But but there is a list of words we want to ban for Or phrases, too. Right? we will accept phrases, yeah. right? Abs- 100%. But, Adam, did you have a great New Year? I
1: had a great New Year. We went to uh, Mancini's uh West 7th. And if you've never been to Mancini's, I mean, Mancini's is great any time of mm-hmm. year. But New Year's, it's really the people watching... Uh, the Midas Touch, the classic band that's been there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a wonderful night, uh, and yeah, we rang in the New Year in style at Mancini's. I love it. And
2: is that like you pay, and you get a meal and a show, or you just, nope, make, you a just make a and reservation? Nope, you make a reservation, go, oh, go nice. have
1: a steak dinner, and then nice. um, go watch uh, the Midas. Hopefully, you get a, we got a. we're lucked out. We got a spot in the lounge there, and it's Great. the classic old Mancini's so lounge. And uh, we rang in the New Year in style. I paid for it yesterday, though. Oh. I will admit, it's been a while since I've been hungover. I was hungover yesterday. And it's one of those, when you get older, I've noticed, the hangovers, they get progressively worse. No, during the day, I mean. Like, oh. you wake up and you're like, eh, yeah, I don't feel great. And it just got worse and worse and worse. And by the end of the day, I was just like, uh, I'm going to bed.
2: Did you take anything for it? No. Hair of the dog? Just,
1: no, 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 no. I just uh, drank a lot of water. Okay, A lot of Gatorade.
2: Now they have these
1: electrolyte mixes. Yes: yeah. well, Pedialyte. I think, yeah, you, they, you know, they, they drink get. the Pedialyte, mm-hmm. and that's supposed to help, but no.
2: Okay, so what's your word? Hangover, that that's van- my word. No,
1: I'm kidding. Uh, and by the way, can we get these out of there? Trump and Biden, okay?
2: All right, yeah, whatever. People are going
1: to text mm-hmm. those in. Let's be a little more creative. I agree with you. If we, uh, we could have two new choices. Mm-hmm. But no, a word or phrase that you think has run its course and we don't need anymore. What about you? Like. Like? This word. Ha- oh, you mean it was a, like a like. Oh, it was so like, like, like great. Kill See, me. that was like a. Kill me. That's when we were like Kill young. Me. We did little, like. my if parents you
2: just, have ever had a conversation crush with a teenager. Me. Yeah, like. Yes. And they say like every other word in the sentence. It makes you want to wring their throat. And. I do this to my children because mine are normal teenagers and they use the word, okay, mom, like, so we were, like, at this place, like, and we were, like, at the mall and it was, like, a sale and, like, the and and I just want to tell them to stop talking. I love my children and I want to hear the story, but I want to hear the story. I don't want to hear the likes. And I know um, this, like, like grammar, not police, and I, I get it. But it's not, by the way, it's not just my kids. It's... Other kids, and now I've taken to when their friends come over and they tell me a story. I say,
1: You correct your fri- friends, I'll oh, do it, wow. and I'll you're say, that mom? Try to tell
2: me the story without using the you're word like, that mom? at first, they're Oof. sort of appalled that I've corrected them, but then they'll try to do it, and it's harder than you think it is, Adam. It is harder. I know it
1: is. But, so but, uh, I
2: am getting rid of the word like. Ruby, <sighs> if you're listening, it has now been banned from the
1: house. I can't believe you that you're. Kids' friends want to come over I after know. that.
2: After I do that but to them, You have that's to awful. admit,
1: though, like has had some staying power because when we were yep. that age, 100%. we were saying it, too. We
2: used to say it. We used to say it a lot. And somehow, Adam, by the way, that gets trained out of your vocabulary. I am pretty sure that we can do a show without using the crutch word of like, and that's what it is, a mm-hmm. crutch word. Oh, totally. We have well, different crutch I have words. Crutch words. Yeah. We have different crutch words, yet it's not like. That isn't very easy teenage crutch word, and I love my teenagers, but stop it! I do not like it.
1: Dwayne is in St. Louis Park. Uh, Dwayne, good morning. What's the yes, what's the you? word or phrase you want to banish? Man, man, that's another one. Man, yeah, I, like as in, evening.
3: hey man, hey man. Yeah, yesterday evening watching the. Uh, tail end of the uh, uh, Sugar Bowl, I think? Yep. Whatever. Uh, Great ball game, but they interviewed the winning quarterback who was second in the voting for the Heisman Award, so he's relatively intelligent, he wouldn't be in the position he's in. Yep,
1: Washington quarterback. Yep,
3: yep, he's in college. He should be somewhat educated. And he's talking to a uh, uh, young lady that works for the reporter, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, he's looking right at her, very pretty young lady, and he's saying, <laughs> man, yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, man. Everything is, yeah, man. Yeah. And it just drove me nuts. And every every guy pretty much does that.
1: Yeah. That's true. Thank you, Dwayne. Yeah, thanks yeah, for thanks. the call. Happy oh, or New Year.
2: They'll say, bro, bro, bra, bro. or bra.
1: My girls say that, bra. Listen, bra, bra. Okay,
2: stop.
1: That's yeah. You're right. That one can go. <laughs>
2: bra.
1: Uh, here's a t- let's some get rid of texts. some of these texts here. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no. Here's oh wait wait
2: wait. Let's start from the beginning. Should we go down to blessed? Yes. People are using that a lot. Even though it's a nice word, my kids. Are will we say, sure like,
1: that's a word we want to get rid of, or is that last hour, of Anita's words that oh. will define 2024? <laughs> Here's one Wait before I it might be perfect young people, especially people who work uh, in retail or uh, waitresses, waiters. Stop saying perfect. Everything isn't perfect. Oh. What? You... Oh, perfect. When you order something perfect, perfect, perfect. So perfect. True. Stop mm-hmm. saying perfect.
2: Okay. I'm going to notice that more. But yes, oh, I notice have it. heard it's that
1: drive you crazy. Perfect. Perfect. Okay,
2: trying to be positive i get it that's the training they receive so they try to be positive but it's not
1: perfect right. right. there no, nothing is perfect in this world Excellent. much less mm-hmm. my order okay i like that
2: this one is is a good one get rid of being a karen yeah and honestly free karen because <laughs> i have felt so bad for the actual not not the karens of the world with the crazy haircut who are asking for the manager <laughs> but the people that are named karen yeah like i know many nice karens it was a very popular name Growing up, you know, in the 80s, a lot of people named their kids Karen. In the 70s, so I have a lot of friends named Karen, and they're nice people. So that, um I do feel bad. Free, free Karens.
1: Free Karen. 100%. We say that a lot.
2: 100%. We say that a lot. I've got a
1: friend who says 100%. 100%.
2: The word surreal. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Somebody wants – these are texts. Somebody wants to get rid of the word mandate. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, let's see. Word combinations that start sentences with, this texter says, like, and so, or I mean. Those words belong in the middle of the sentence, not in the beginning of the sentence. That's from Paul in Coon Rapids. Okay, who's the grammar police now, Paul? I was say,
1: that's there a little bordering go. on, that's uh, Jordana's territory. I there. know.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, Adam and Jordana, Happy New Year. Organic is the word people misuse re- regularly. Organic snowfall. My organic calculator. Yeah. My organic suit. Oh, that's true. <laughs> really, are we using that word terribly? I like
1: to when it like like uh, something spontaneous is organic. Oh, it's just, it was very. I like I like using organic.
2: Okay, but if you use it in the right terminology right. in the right way, then it's okay.
1: Couple people with literally, yeah. I got. I have some people in my mm. life who use literally mm. a little too much.
2: There's another one when when people want to talk to you or you're in conversation with people and they say, "Can I ask you a question?" Like, don't ask <laughs> if you can ask a question. No, just you can't, ask by the, way. the question. Yeah. Don't do that. You know, yeah. That's I should always start like, saying no. That's
1: always that prefaces. Yeah, no, you can't. No, that prefaces though. Like if like a you think it's going to be a serious question,
2: but sometimes it's not.
1: I need to ask you a question.
2: That's uh, – I don't know. What
1: do you think of these jeans? Like-
2: <laughs> this texture says dump the word pivot. Get rid of cars for kids. Okay. Uh, someone says right. Okay. I-, I probably do that a lot. Someone will talk to me and I'll be like right or I say I know right. I, I, I- K-R. I'll do that. I'll even text that.
1: I-K-R. I know right. Woke.
2: Oh, I'd love
1: to get rid of the woke.
2: Because nobody really knows what it means. Nobody or uses knows it what it properly. means. It's just mm-hmm. one
1: one side has used it now to mean everything that they don't like is woke.
2: Somebody doesn't like fricking. Okay.
1: I know who that. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's from a text from a person. I mm-hmm. said it on the air one day, and that mm-hmm. person might have called yeah, six okay. times. I get it. Objecting to me saying mm-hmm. that.
2: These, these are these are great. These phrases. Two phrases. This texter hates <laughs> is at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And number two, to be perfectly honest.
1: be perfectly honest
2: right so stop it Uh, we expect you to be we hope that you're being honest you know or people say if i'm being honest well we hope you are i hope you
1: are right tom is in plymouth who's called in on the wcco talk and text line tom what what's it for you sir
4: uh it's something you may not notice but people say right and they do it at the end of a sentence they'll say so it's cold out right and you want to go with me right And uh, and there's even a couple hosts on your show that do it a lot, right? Right. That might be me.
2: Sorry.
1: Right. (laughs) Right, Right, Tom? I don't think people notice it that much. You're right. Right, Tom. (laughs) Sorry, I'm trying to agree with him while saying right. Right. You said it. 919 News Talk 830 WCCO. What words and phrases should be banned uh, in this new year? We'll be back after this.
2: Okay, David just called me out. Because he said in the last 20 seconds, I was telling a story off the air. He said I used the words you know and like twice each. Yeah. And, and I am wrong. I need to work on that because I'm the one who said we need to banish like from regular conversation.
1: All right. Let's get real here. Let's okay. get real. We trust each other. Bring it. Dave, you're first. You already pointed out Jordana's words that she uses frequently. What about me?
3: Oh. oof.
1: Be honest. Oh, okay. I have a good one. I got a.
2: If think he's being it. honest. Oh. So... <laughs> I hate that term.
4: <laughs> ah. Okay. Come back to me because I okay, have. I got to think about you. it because I have one. I, but I, I, I bring
1: that up because I have one that Jordana uses that somebody texted into okay. that drives me crazy.
4: Okay.
2: I mean, you do say 100% a lot.
1: I do. But you know you, so you, you, know you say I that. I know.
2: And you've called it out before, but you okay. do say it.
1: Yours? Kiddos. Kiddos, when you call us kiddos.
2: I call a lot of people kiddos.
1: Somebody said, can we drop kiddos? Hate that word. Also, have a good one. Mm. Have a good what? How about have a good day? Have a good mm. afternoon?
2: Mm. Yeah. People say, <clears throat> other texters are saying, with all due respect, you're right. You know something bad yeah, is coming. With all due
1: respect, what, you're what? a horrible human being.
2: <laughs> <You're right>. <laughs> <laughs> with all due respect, you know, I, I, I get it. That is a bad one. Somebody doesn't like cautiously optimistic. Well, I don't know. I, Dave I think is I can
1: jumping at the seams to get oh, reveal Oh, because I remembered mine. it. What I is remembered it, it. Here we
4: go. What is Adam, it? you say when you're teasing ahead to something, you mm. say coming up in 30 minutes from now. And it's redundant. You can say coming up in 30 minutes or from now. 30 minutes from now. Okay. But you don't need to say coming up wow. in 30 minutes from now. It's, it's too much. You can oh, choose one geez.
1: or the other. I would not tough. have noticed
2: that. Wow, yeah. David's actually listening to the show. Yeah,
0: we appreciate on. that. He's
1: you asked for it. <laughs> uh, cautiously optimistic, yeah, someone yeah, says.
2: Um, <clears throat> this texter says, I dislike it when someone says a sentence with, well, yes, no. And people do that. yeah Well, yeah, no, I, or no, but yeah, I, yeah, absolutely people do that. I'm sure I am guilty of that. Um, culture.
1: But, I got your culture right here, culture. pal.
2: The, the phrase, that being said, you know something bad is com- coming after that as well. You say something bad well, being said, said, you're really an idiot. Um, triggered. Someone doesn't like gaslighting. But gaslighting is kind of a, a word we need now yeah. because it's something that is happening in our society a lot.
1: Weaponized. Mm-hmm. That's another one. These mm-hmm. are all very – like that's why narrative. I'm so sick of hearing, well, your narrative. It's their narrative. It's their, we're changing the narrative. What's the what narrative? narrative yeah, right? what no one has a narrative
2: about? for their life. Yes. Sustainable? Well, we kind of need that one. No worries. I say no worries a lot.
1: I like no worries.
2: And it's sort of a, I don't know, it's a lighthearted, yeah, no, no worries. worries, it's okay.
1: Yeah. I'm amazed at how everybody describes everything as amazing. <laughs> mm. Please, another word. Mm. I'm amazed at how everything can be amazing. Mm-hmm. Can't it be wonderful? Someone says Fam.
2: I kind of like fam. There are even social media people that will get on and say hi, fam. You know, to their followers. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that that's so bad. I I kind of like fam.
1: Uh, do better. That's one. That oh, you, you don't like. Out. That. I don't like the do better. That's you like so that. condescending. You know, mm-hmm. Do better. You don't do like better.
2: That. Mm-hmm. Um, it is what it is. Somebody doesn't like that. It is what it is. Okay, that means nothing. But. Sometimes you're in conversation and there is no solution right. or resolution and it is what it
1: is. Have you been able to – like can you think of a time in your life where you actually know you were saying something and you tried to like yes. consciously correct yourself from saying a certain phrase mm-hmm. or word?
2: There was a, a program director here mm-hmm. who was listening to my night show and he said in your interviews – You respond with the word – now, of course, I have to think of it because I've banished it Mm -hmm. from my vocabulary because I was noticing it. Oh, the word interesting. Uh He said after every response that you get or most responses Mm -hmm. that you get, you will use the word interesting. Even in the middle – you know you're you're moving the conversation mm-hmm. along but if somebody's talking to me I'll go hmm interesting mm-hmm. hmm, interesting interesting and he says I I hear you using it as a crutch word and I think that is a word that my dad used and he isn't can be an active listener and I thought that that when he was saying that he was meaning like continue to talk or what you're saying I thought of it as a positive thing but I was clearly abusing it and using it as a crutch yep so I have since I've really tried hard mm-hmm. not to use the word interesting as a crutch.
1: I did the same thing when I would do news interviews. I'd listen back to them, you mm-hmm. know, and I would say either right or, you know, absolutely. Even somebody say you know, like a negative thing. I'd be right, right. Mm-hmm. I would always say that, you know, to kind of move as instead of move just asking my next mm-hmm. question.
2: And when I did a morning show, when I was on TV, I did a morning show and it was, you know, lighthearted Morning show. We had fun things. It wasn't totally hard news, but I used the word "wow" all the time. And one of the list, one of the viewers pointed it out. You know, somebody will be there doing a cooking display, and I was always saying "wow, mm, wow. wow." And it, and yeah. somebody said, "like you've used that word thirteen times in this segment." Yeah. And once they pointed it out, I made a mental note. I took the feedback. It was really good feedback. Mm-hmm. They weren't nice about it, but I understood the feedback. And I really tried to eliminate that from my interviews.
1: Uh, somebody texting in, and might be Dave Harrigan. Uh-oh. Adam saying, there he goes, or there she goes after an interview. I've de- I oh, picked that up funny. somehow, and now I don't, like, I don't know where I picked that up, and now every time I do it, I'm like, it's coming out of my mouth, and I know I'm saying it. And, there she and goes. I know that ah. Dave Harrigan is laughing Wait, I somewhere. think it's
4: great. I love when you say that, though, because it's a friendly way of saying, I think so, too. This, yeah. this interview yeah. is, over, is over is there what you mean by that. But it's a friendly way of doing that.
2: We need to think of something else to say, like, you're done. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe something not as nice. This is over. The end. Yeah. Period. Oh, that's another one I don't like. Period. You period. know, the teenagers yes. are, they, they tell you something and they're like, period. The, the conversation is over and there is no more conversation about that. All right. Really interesting stuff. And this was a learning expedition for the two of us. Yeah. Because I do say like, and you know, and I am really going to try to be more conscious of that. David, we I don't need care. a buzzer. You know what? I don't, I mean, don't care. Every I'm time doing, I say it, it. You can yep. buzz me, or I get a, maybe a shock collar.
1: Yeah, I got a couple of those at home. <laughs> oh. They're for dogs. We not don't want to you. know why. No, I, I bet they work. <laughs> <laughs> there he goes. Uh, there perfect. He goes. Interesting. All right, Van Vanu. Tuesdays with Tori. The big stories for 2024. Uh, what are some things that we're going to be? Mm-hmm. Obviously, the elections. One of them, we know that. Mm-hmm. But what else are going to make news in 2024? We'll uh, give it a give it a go with Tori Vanu, who will join us not 30 minutes from now, but uh, next on WCCO. <laughs>
2: So much happening, maybe not at the federal level, but at the local level, there we actually two, yeah. passed a lot of laws. I understand maybe Congress and the senator impotent yet locally uh, there no, that's true. they can't get anything done, they can't make any decisions but um in the Twin Cities and certainly in the state of Minnesota, a lot of things. Did change. There are tons of new laws that are going into effect today. Joining us now is Tori Vanutte uh, from Axios. But first, Tori, Happy New Year! We're still allowed to say it on January second. And uh, did you have a
3: great New Year? Happy New Year! Um, I did. I went to sleep before midnight, though. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. I would I have know, too. I, I was I- just so
3: Saturday. tired from all the travel. And yeah, stuff. but uh, but it was nice. It was nice to wake up refreshed, start the day, drink my water, go to yoga. I got this.
2: Mm-hmm. See, you have started off the new year properly and in a positive way. So good for you. And I was in bed. Thank we you. watched the ball drop at 11. Um, well, oh, nice. 11 here. But yeah. in New York, we watched the whatever New Year's Rock and Eve or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and Mark and I were in the bed watching the ball drop.
3: So, yeah. yeah, my sister said Boston does uh, fireworks at 7 p.m., which is like great. We should we should adopt that. But uh, amen. But yeah, it's
1: New Year's summer uh-huh. at that point, yeah. right?
3: We we can be absolutely done.
2: Okay, Tori, biggest stories uh, coming up for twenty twenty four. What are you keeping
3: your eye on? Well, what aren't we keeping our, our eye on? I mean, from a politics standpoint, the big story is it's a presidential election year, right? Um, Minnesota ten electoral college votes. Uh, president, if President former President Trump is the nominee, he did do. Well, in this state, did not win, but did well in uh, 2016. Uh, President Biden, of course, won by a wider margin in 2024. So, or 2020? Excuse me, this is 2024. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll see how that shapes up. But the biggest, you know, electoral story here on the election side is probably going to be control of the state house. Yeah. And that, you know, the state house, uh, not the state senate, but the state house is up for election. All the members there. And just a handful of, you know, legislative districts changing hands between Democrats to Republicans could flip control of that chamber and end the trifecta. So that'll be the big, big political battle of the year. We may have a a competitive congressional seat uh, down in the South Metro in the second congressional district. U.S. Rep. Angie Craig uh, has a couple of potential Republican challengers. That will be the most competitive congressional seat. But we will be watching those state house races and it'll really be kind of a referendum on how voters view what Democrats did with their first two years of full control.
1: Yeah, I mean, they spent, you know, $17 billion surplus. And many argue, well, they, they spent all that. And, you know, they had, the, they had the list of what they wanted to do. And they made good on that list. And you're right. It's going to be directly a result of how voters think that they were represented in those decisions that Democrats made.
3: Mm-hmm. And the debate will really be, you know, how both sides say that the last legislative trans- session kind of transformed Minnesota. Democrats say for the better. They say kids have free lunch at school, a uh, new law taking effect just this week. All pr- Virtually all Minnesota workers, most workers will get paid sick days now to care for themselves or family. You got legal marijuana, you know, the red flag law, gun, gun law takes effect today. So, Democrats are banking on the changes they made and the spending they they did, they approved, changing people's lives for the better and people wanting it more. Republicans say, no, we should have done tax cuts. Uh, Some of these laws are not, they believe some of these laws are not going to change Minnesota for the better. And as you and I talked about last week a little, Adam, like the execution and implementation of these laws and how it goes is really going to have a big effect on where voters land on that question of course there's other macro trends that you know state lawmakers and leaders won't be able to control things like the economy how that's doing things like interest and energy for the presidential election and turnout from the top of the ticket down you know those types of issues will also have an effect Um, but you're going to hear a lot about what the legislature did and didn't do in the months ahead
2: talk a little bit about the surplus how much of the money that were the reforms that you were talking about i.e. school lunches how much of that came out of the surplus what's left of it and what should Minnesota's minnesotans be thinking about also if that was a one-time fee for the schools how you know like for school lunches for example how is that going to be sustainable in the future or uh is it part of the law that now this money is budgeted every year for a, a, an example of free school lunches
3: yeah, school lunches is budgeted for every year, and something like paid family leave is an example of where some money was set aside to kind of jumpstart the implementation because the paid family leave for, like, if you have a baby or a long-term medical problem, that is ultimately going to be funded by a payroll tax, uh, but, you, you know, you need money to, to get all the hiring and the system up and started. But pay, school lunches is actually an example of something that's ongoing spending. Schools will be reimbursed for the meals, the breakfast and meals they provide to kids regardless of income. And that's one that's cost more than anticipated. So uh, for a couple, one is the cost of food, and the other is higher than expected interest, Data officials say. So more students than they thought are taking advantage of these free meals. Democrats say that's a great thing. Kids aren't going hungry. Republicans say, why are we um, providing free, why are taxpayers paying for meals for families that probably could otherwise afford it? So that's an interesting example of one that you know, is costing more has a direct impact on a lot of people's mm-hmm. lives. Uh, on the surpluses, you know, we talked about uh, the the budget forecast last month. You know, we, we now have a surplus of about $2.4 billion, uh, which is, you know, a lot smaller than seven, $17 billion. Um, so there is still a surplus. There's still some money Democrats could spend or play with, but state budget officials have warned that, Jordana, that question of ongoing spending, Cost rising, and education, and health, and human services will risk uh, a deficit if the surplus is spent down. So, you know, lawmakers have been urged to uh, by state budget officials to exercise caution in terms of any additional spending, ongoing spending that they approve this year. Uh, Governor Walls kind of reflected that this morning in an interview elsewhere on NPR News, where he said. You know, his big focus is going to be a bonding bill, which is that you know the approving of borrowing for public construction projects um, and other kind of policy changes. So it's not a budget year, so they don't have to do a whole budget this year. Uh, there could be some spending, but you know the pocketbook's a little tighter, the budget's a little tighter for lawmakers as they return this year. We're
1: talking to Tory Vanu, they
3: want to approve new taxes
1: event yeah. from axios uh, another thing we're going to be watching that we talk about quite a bit uh, on this show and that's uh, policing in, in minneapolis mm-hmm. under the consent decree and how we might see uh, changes uh, with the police department i know one thing that i think many people want to see is more officers hired uh, by minneapolis and whether or not that happens Talked to the mayor last week about that about uh, his struggles in, the, in that effort what else uh, on the radar when it comes to policing in minneapolis are we looking at
3: yeah well we had a story just before the break on the minneapolis the union talks and how you know it looks like they may go to mediation the efforts between the police union and the city uh to strike a contract deal of course that's you know the hope by many that this, this would be a transparent open process but that's so you probably talked to the mayor I, I missed that interview but you probably talked to him about uh the proposals for more money for bonuses for hiring and retention, you know, the city council did reject that. So that's gonna be a top issue in the year ahead. You know, how to, uh, you know, h- how to bring more officers as needed uh, back to Minneapolis Police Department because there still is a big shortage. And then on the police reform standpoint, you know, this is gonna be, as we wrote this morning, a big year for the consent decrees, those so state and the upcoming federal agreements that are gonna force like court enforce changes with oversight to Minneapolis police department that is supposed to address a history of um, racially discriminatory policing. And so, you know, the city is at work now to hire an independent monitor an outside person and firm to oversee those changes and make sure they actually happen. And so this is going to be a really big year ahead for that element of policing as well.
2: Tori, so I want to ask you about something Adam and I are going to talk about a little m- later in the show and, and get our listeners' um, in, input on this. But some local governments want to scale back opportunities for public comments. And they have in, already. In meetings, Ooh, yeah. yeah, like in school board meetings or council meetings. They want to scale this back because uh, often – I mean, look, we've seen the YouTube videos and the social media videos of – of uh, random citizens getting up and uh, making a comment about something the the school board is not even talking about or just getting a public forum because these are broadcast and, you know, people are at the meeting. What do you think about scaling back public comments from regular citizens at some
3: of these public meetings? I mean, I think that most open government, kind of transparency, open government proponents would say that uh, public comment is really important part of the democratic process and access to meetings you know public access to meetings making sure that even if comment even if open air comment uh sessions have to be limited because of time because of uh whatever um uh, you know safety concerns whatever that like meetings are open to the public so people can watch and have eyes on their government and know what they're know what they're doing um and also know that I've seen some of those videos that you're referencing, that there are sometimes legitimate security concerns and concerns about things getting really heated. And so I think this is going to be an interesting uh, issue to see how cities navigate it in the year ahead and what kind of other um, accommodations or options there may be to make sure that you can continue to have open and and robust public comment without, um, you know, Creating
1: potentially unsafe situations. yeah i i agree and mm-hmm. i think that you know, any kind of you know this is a moment in time where we'll get into this later but a moment in mm-hmm. time where you know obviously we're seeing a lot of that stuff but to restrict those comments i think does a disservice to a, a lot of people who mean well and the citizens who have a right to be heard in front of the, their elected body
2: yeah there's a lot of lunatics out there which again yeah. that's a debate we will have yeah. later in the show
3: and sometimes there's not another way. Like I remember mm-hmm. going to a, a meeting in Dakota County on a proposed, um, uh, a homeless shelter yep. and it was a midday meeting and it was packed. And yep. there were a lot of people with, on both sides of the issue who had a lot of strong feelings and observations they wanted to share about the location. It wasn't a meeting that was even live streamed. And so, and it kind of came up and some people, they were trying to get a grant application mm-hmm. essentially and by a deadline. So, there wasn't a lot of time. So if you unless you had time to send an email and get that off and make sure you want to make sure your elected official had time to read that email, you don't even know. The only option you had was to show up in the middle of the day, and it was an overflow only crowd. So, wow. um, you know, got to figure out ways for the public to be able to interact with the public officials who are elected to represent them.
1: Last thing, uh, we spent the first hour, half hour of the show uh, coming up with words or phrases <laughs> that we'd like to see uh, jettisoned uh, from our vocabulary oh. uh, in the new year, words that, or phrases that we're just sick of. Jettisoned, S- good word. Thank you. Uh, so anything, uh, putting you on the spot here, but anything come to mind as a word or a phrase that you think is overused and that we uh, need not use it anymore?
3: Well, actually, I am trying to say actually lessen the teeth ah, of the new year. Yeah. <laughs> Because it's often unnecessary. I mean, we cut a lot of words at Axios. We're all about smart brevity. So we're all about cutting words and right. using them carefully. But I do find that actually not only is often unnecessary, but sometimes then it comes, even if you don't mean it that way, it comes off as being a little bit of a know-it-all. So,
1: Condescending, uh, yeah. I'm, right.
3: I'm trying to say that a little less. That's one of my personal word resolutions for the year ahead. She just you can used, keep me
2: accountable. She just used the term smart brevity. That's a good one, Tori. I don't know if that's like an Axios, you know, messaging term, but smart brevity. Any reporter or anyone who writes news would have to know about that. Mm -hmm. Smart brevity. And also, if you're writing me a long email, certainly a group email, keep it smart brevity.
1: Smart brevity. Mm
3: It's more effective, Jordana, and actually, our fa- – actually, oh, I just did it. Oh,
1: actually, actually, <laughs>
0: actually,
3: <laughs> actually, you, Please, you idiot, Jordana. For every time, no, our, I was going to say our founders um, have a book called Smart Brevity oh. that helps teach the art of smart brevity for personal and business communications. Well, you know, it's, it's good very training. Good. And it's very smart. It's <laughs> and it's very very smart. very, very smart and it's very short. Tori,
1: r- r- before we let you go, a quick question because a texter brought this up. And mm. uh, when we um, talk about local legislature, any more momentum this year for uh, sports betting, do you think?
3: That's going to be a tricky one. I haven't heard of a lot of change since last session. It's We will talk about this as the session picks up. There is still a stalemate between the tribes and the tracks over – who should get the licenses and or a piece of the pie of the revenue. And I haven't seen any movement to change that. It doesn't mean it won't happen, but it requires a bipartisan uh, coalition to pass sports betting because there are some Democrats who are against it on principle reasons. And so we are watching that closely, but I have not heard of any movement that would suggest a deal early in the session this year.
1: One of those topics we'll be covering in the weeks ahead. Thank you, Tori. Have a great day and we'll uh, talk to you next Tuesday.
3: (laughs) Thanks. Bye.
2: A- there she one. goes. There's-
1: Tori Van Oud from Axios. Uh,
2: actually is a good one. That is another crutch yeah. word that many of us use. Good job, Tori.
1: 9.50. Uh, that is your Linda's Construction time check. Time to invest in infinity for Marvin Windows. We can do- dedicate this segment to the fact that Fish did game Henge on New Year's Eve.
2: I don't know what any of the words you just said mean. <laughs> I don't understand those words.
1: Okay. Fish the group Fish their lead singer Wait so you went fishing on New Year's Eve. I didn't go fishing I did not yeah, right I uh, wish someday on the bucket list is to see Fish at Madison Square Garden I think they've played mm. Madison Square Garden now I don't know how many times I think they're only second to Billy Joel Okay fair And they do every New Years they do a four concert run at uh, Madison Square Garden Good for them And anyway Gamehenge is this uh Musical op, not opera. It was a musical thesis that Trey Anastasio, who's the lead singer guitarist of Fish, uh, created when he was in college.
2: What's a musical thesis? See again, so he I don't was like, understand. He was, a, he was the like
1: words. A, he was a, he was a <laughs> music. He was like a music theory major. Okay, and his thesis was like he came up with this musical story, oh. and many of Fish's songs has to do with this fictional story. Oh, and. But there's an, I don't know how many songs are in it, but like eight or nine or ten maybe. They've only performed it, or the last time they performed it in its entirety was like 1994, I think. How long is it? It took up, I mean, it's, well, they do a three-set show on Uh New Year's Eve, so it took up a whole, you know, I don't know, hour and a half probably.
2: So is it all one song?
1: No, no, it's different songs, but they they performed it for the first Mm -hmm. time since 1993 or four. Uh People are fascinated at this, by the way. Uh,
2: well, I am. I never heard of this. But I mean, they the did it with. Them, but they do it.
1: But they do it with. Uh, they had actors and playing <gasps> parts, and it was pretty cool. So, and so have was, you
2: ever seen this live?
1: I've only seen songs from the game Hinge, right? But I've never seen the. No, it was only they've only done it. Like like I said, the last time they did it was in mm-hmm. 1994. Or something.
2: So you've never seen it. So, so it's, it
1: was like the holy grail for fish fans to see Game Henge performed. So did
2: they know it was happening or was it a surprise for them?
1: It was a surprise for them when they started it. It's pretty cool to listen back when you hear that the crowd is – and the theatrics they used – one of the final songs is Fly, Famous Mockingbird. And during that, they had this huge robotic mockingbird flying around uh, Madison Square Garden. So it was pretty cool. I have a friend of mine who was there and like, dude, you lucked out, man. You you got to see Game Edge.
2: Why don't they do it more then if they know that that's so you know, rare, the holy grail of for fish fans it,
1: because it's like the 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 rarity of it and there's so much speculation. You know, they do every New Year's they do some sort of gag that involves oh, theatrics okay. and
2: does get the words game henge have a meaning? Like I know what Stonehenge is.
4: I don't.
1: Or is no, it's it just, just a creative it's just a creative thing and it's very goofy and it's totally fish because it's very nerdy and you know like that's so they, fun they were though. Music nerds, you know, mm-hmm. these are nerds and but. It was a big deal. Well, So there, now you know everything you need to know about Game Hinge.
2: And now I understand the words.
1: Read the book. That's what the the, 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 the uh, helping and friendly book. Uh,
2: it, there's a book? There's really a book? A well, book. no,
1: it's part of the lore of Game Hinge. Oh, Henge. got it. We'll, we'll get into that next hour. Uh, maybe, that.
2: yes, we'll break that After
4: down. After
1: Quick Takes.
4: Americans <laughs> are drinking less beer. Wow. Also, really, a teenager on a flight to Ohio ended up in, well, not Ohio. That's up next on Quick Takes.